0: Hi guys, um, for you who do not know us, it's still and Louis, my wife, she's the better half of me anyway. Um, we are the experts, I'm so glad you injo- invited us. Um, uh, we were really sitting there and thinking, yes, that's what happens if you don't know. <laughs> but guys, I can assure you, uh, we might be, in a, be on this journey for a bit of longer, but man, Isn't it a journey that we're on? It is.
1: Always challenging.
0: Always challenging. You can share the mic. (laughs) Um, But a a lot of the problems would be easier if we men can just realize that we're in control. (laughs) No, not really. Um, There's so much of what we're uh, working with Because we are so different. Each one of us is different and this journey is fascinating. The more we realize how different we are and how the Lord works in each of us, the more exciting it gets. Really, it's something if I look back, I wish I knew a lot of this stuff before. Because the excitement would have just been now maybe treble as much. Because it just gets better. Doesn't God look, when you look at it in the beginning, it looks real stupid? How can a Christian be excited about God? I mean, there's all these limitations and stuff I shouldn't do. But man, the more you get in there and you start picking the nuggets, the more excited we get, the more sweeter it gets, the more greater it gets. And that's the journey we should be on. And we're, you know, some of us are Ferraris, we go through it like madness, you know, just and out on the other side and we pick it up quickly. Some of us just dawdle along and pick up a bit here and there until we, um, and you know, along the way we learn a lot of tough lessons. So Estelle and I thought that we would just um, share a few little things that, hey, that we just learned. There's a thousand of things out there that really makes our marriages and the, the road that we walk so much better and so much fulfilling. Part of it is firstly to realize that when we get married when you get married you enter into a covenant. You know my mom used to say to me um, I never thought of divorcing but murder many a times. <laughs> So my father was assured that he would never be alone. But man, he might depart quickly. (laughs) And I thought that was a great idea. (laughs) But isn't it true that if you and I feel in a covenant that we have got... Remember, who of you remember David Crockett? Anyway, years ago, you remember David Crockett? He made blood brothers with the Indians. And man, I was, always, I was always so intrigued by their faithfulness to one another. He would pay his debts and he would take care of whatever. And, and you know, that's what we're doing when we enter into a marriage. We've got to actually have that incredible guarantee that no matter what I'm going through, you would never forsake me, never leave. So that's the start of this whole big journey that we're going on. And uh, part of that would be um, to to realize that, hey, we are two different people. I don't agree. Um, you guys are like us, it seems. Um, there's always differences, big differences. Uh, I see things in, in, in a way, and I would communicate from that perspective. Estelle sees things in her way, and she would communicate From her perspective. And that's when the rubber meets the tar. We're all going to go out here today. We have learned all these incredible things. And Greg, I just want to commend you guys for being real. It really is fantastic. It's fantastic to be able to share with one another where we're at. Not where we only think we should be. And that's always good. But where we're at. And so yes, we're on that journey as well, and we have to take these things. But what we have to realise is that each one of us is different. You have a temperament. You 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 wired differently, and a lot of it's genetic, comes from your from your parents. You know, like you shradders always do this. Have you heard that sort of thing? You know, you so and so. You know, I know your family. They're all into those tricks. So look at them. Look at them. Yeah. You can't see straight, you know, you guys always on the, <laughs> so that's true, we're part of our, where we come from, and we've got to work on that, and realize that God has got a plan, that's the beauty of it, don't give up, and so the things we would like to share with you are just, I can't see there. okay, communication, she's written that right at the top, so to remember what it's all about, because we go off in different areas, but this communication is forming this incredible part of transferring. It could be all sorts of stuff. It could just be ideas. It could be my heart. It can be love. It can be my love, that I and I want to speak to my wife in her love language. So communication is not only what we speak with our words, is it? No. It's what we do, so that's communication as well. And, and, I mean, obviously we can keep on going about communication the whole morning, but there are a few things in the communication and th- things we would really like to touch, and that is the one, this communication which we do verbally, and the elements, just two elements that we've, I- not we've identified, but we've learned as well. Hey, guys, none of what I'm telling you now is what I thought of. It all comes from other people. And that's how the rest of us is going to go through this. And we've learned this and we thought this is fantastic because it touches something which we don't give a thought. Um, and we'll start there with just when I communicate to a still something, I have two levels that I'm communicating verbally. There's one side of it which we would call a topical. Can I just draw on the board here? Because man, it makes so much easier to see things, Hey, eh? So you've got topical at the top that might be facts or might be lies or whatever but the point is i'm saying something and and i'm and i'm giving something through to her but at the bottom yeah is the other side and that is relational i'm telling her something is that spelled correctly i'm terrible at that okay so, I've got something which I'm conveying as far as relational goes. Now, I want to tell this story. Can I tell them this story? Because I think it's a fantastic story. The guy that taught us this taught us this story. He's, a, he's, a, he's an American or something. I don't know where he comes from. But anyway, he said, um, you know, he got to know his wife, and, and whilst they were youngsters, before they got married, they used to go to the ice cream parlor and buy, and she loved a chalk sun. So, anyway, they got to their 10th year of marriage. I think it was the 10th year. And she, he said, Oh, what, what would you like me to do for you? She says, Oh, I'd like to go for, you know, like we did when we were youngsters, go for an ice cream, you know, to the parlor. That's no problem. We're going to do that. So, off they trundle. He takes her to the ice cream parlor and they walk in and they, you know, smooth up to the, this is wonderful because it's romantic. It's 10 years, you know, all those thoughts of the year. And so they get to the counter and the guy says, um, Ah, oh, um, you know, what you would like? He says, Oh, my wife would like and says, Oh yeah, 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 well what is it? Ah oh. And it's on the boards. you know the boards, they've got the boards up there. He says, uh, a chuck and he sort of stops and he says, Eighteen dollars. Are you mad? And he goes into this argument, you know, like, Oh, wait, you, you guys, are you mad? This used to be one dollars eighty when I was uh, you know, and, and he goes on about this and, and his wife turns around and she's in tears because there's this, this argument and she's at the door and he doesn't know what's happening. So he turns around, spins on and goes after her and says, what's the problem? What's the problem? She says, I'm not worth $18. <laughs> Can you see what happened? He was saying something like we men do. This is fact. You've got $18 on the board. You must be mad. But she was learning and saying, oh, on the relation, I'm not worth $18. You see what I'm saying? And I have seen that happen. Not maybe not as dramatic as that, but with Estella and myself, we have done that. And, and, and I had to sort of, once I got to know that, I could stop, and I would say to Estelle, and that's what we learned from somebody else, to give us understanding. Because, you know, you can go into this. Like, well, what are you stupid women, just come back. I just said something about the price, and now you want to go bawling out the door. You know, like we, we have to take control of the situation. We've got to see to it that people don't think we're funny. Uh, and we're never funny, are we? <laughs> So we couldn't allow that, but the point is this, that if we can just stand still and realize that she might be a Ferrari and I might be a Volkswagen or something like that, I need to just understand where she's at. So please take that time and say to one another, please give me understanding. So that we can know whether we're talking on the topical facts and how to deal with it. Whether we are really saying something on a relational level, I've many a times—and please believe me, I am the biggest culprit of all of this stuff—I've many a times wanted to say something relational, you know. Please <laughs> let me talking And hope she gets it. You know what I'm and she's done that the same with me. Look, I'm not the villain in the house, my wife. We're a team, aren't we? Yeah, we are. <laughs> And guys, look, let me tell you this much, eh? The kids are not supposed to know about these things. <laughs> because, because they can muddle the waters as well. And what Greg is saying there is that once we get our kids, they're not the family. You and your wife is the family. The kids are just additions. So it starts with us. So we got to, oh, I've got to keep to this, eh? All righty. <laughs> Very important. What my wife has done now just has a very practical thing. If you're in it, I would sometimes get into conversations with people and run, man, run wild, you see. And then I would just look at her and she goes Well, <laughs> oh, I get this kick under the table. <laughs> Funny, but it works. Listen to me, it works. Okay. Thank you. All right. All right, give me understanding what it was. And then the last one we got there is, now this is a very important one because it creates a level of, uh, I think, um, a, a different attitude. You know, we all say to our kids, Oh, say sorry. And he's going to say, I'm sorry. What does that mean? I'm sorry, sorry because you caught me out. Or does it repentance? So what we've learned and that's what Estelle just showed me now is guys use it ask for forgiveness because forgiveness means laying yourself down to test yourself just test yourself it's easy to say sorry it's a different ball game when you look a person in the eye and say please forgive me I've wronged you That helps hugely. That's a practical thing. It helps fantastically. Is that all I have to say? There's one more thing I'd like to just point out to you, and I I know because it's happened to me. Um, Whoever experienced a fit of rage, I know Greg has. (laughs) I have as well, where I'm really, really... Uh, 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 you think, where did that come from? Y- you have this anger, like it burns, like in a simple way, we get so long so well, we're like a house on fire. You know, like. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's an anger in you. Have any of you experienced that? Now, I'm going to say something which is not necessarily true in all cases, but there's a big part of that. And that is that the topical fact or the relational position, actually creates in you a feeling of shame. And the shame goes over into anger, because that's our protection mechanism. Shame, in a big way, if somebody touches you with a fact which is true, which is pointing to you, the first reaction you're going to do is throw up the anger and protect yourself. I've done it many a times. And I look and I think, God, where did that come from? I know it comes from that shame. Because you don't want to be reminded about it. It puts something in you. But The only pro- the way to deal with that shame is to take it to Father Yah, Deal with it with him so that that will be gone. And then we can function in our relationship better. All right. Anything that conjures up that that anger, ask that question and deal with it. Alright? Th- I hope these few things will help you. Still, do you want to say something? No, she's just, just just seen to it that the
2: thing goes right. Thanks guys. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Um Jeanette and Rick Van Barnabelle. Yeah. I love that. That's fantastic.
3: It's um, always so good when you hear so many things that are similar, you know, that God is really speaking and, and um, it's that commonality that really... <laughs> Um, just brings us together as a as a family yeah <laughs> you can see by us that we're already different. I had mine unstapled, like this <laughs> <laughs> and I served him by putting the staple in um <laughs> we've been asked this morning to talk about some um practical ways in which we have served one another um, and I guess it's just been a bit of a privilege to actually go back, it's been a little bit like when I was writing reports as a teacher and I used to think darn it, I wished I'd started like this instead of waiting until halfway through the year because you actually get to focus on the positives <laughs> um, and actually um, yeah, it's, it's just such a privilege. I guess uh, just wanted to start with a little bit of an introduction, and then there was four areas we were going to just speak through. But um, we started off um, forty years ago, <laughs> or plus forty <laughs> years married, and then the, yeah, um, and it we was. We all wi- know <laughs> um, the exact first
4: date um, we met.
3: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, But although it wasn't necessarily a total awareness, it's been a placing on our heart that we can now actually look back on and see God moving in our lives all the time. And um, we started off with that there was three of us in the partnership. And this was a legacy from both our families in that um, in particular, I guess, I came into, into Rick's family um, and I can really remember his dad saying to me one day, it's not about um, getting the right person, it's about being the right person. And it just really, really struck me as an 18-year-old. I guess I was, you think you're growing up at 18 and you're going into this relationship, but it's still just a whole life journey indeed. And sitting along beside that... Um, Van Barnavelds have had a legacy verse and it's Exodus thirty three fifteen. If your present doesn't go with us, do not send us from this place.
4: And um Yeah, well it's a um it's it's a it's obviously a text and when my parents came to New Zealand as, as immigrants in nineteen fifty two they were married. Um you were only allowed to come unmarried, um, unless you had unless you had enough money. And they didn't have either of those two things. So they married um, within a week of arriving in New Zealand and they were married by um, um, some Dutchman that knew them um, in Dunedin and he used that text um, at their wedding in um, in Dunedin just a little group of Dutch people getting married uh, when they wrote home that this is how this had unfolded um, it transpired, it's probably a reasonably common wedding text but it had hung on the wall um, in uh, two generations of Dutch family, um, so uh, that thing came. That little plaque came out to New Zealand, um, and my dad engraved um, our names in the back of it, uh, and my our older son's names in the back of it. and Hangs in his house now. So it's um it's just a pretty special text.
3: So um, for us, um, this partnership can be serv- can be summed up as it's to serve, and um, it's the strength. Because in the end, Genesis, um, God said that when he made Adam, uh, it's not good for man to be alone, I'm going to make you a helper. And so, and helper is for providing strength and rescue. And then um, it's to balance each other and help to make up what each other lacks. So a lot of it for us was about an intentionality. And... Um, the year after we were married um Rick wanted was going back was planning to go back to do a master's um, in Christchurch and I had just finished college and had been appointed to a position at Burnside High School but all of a sudden Rick yeah. s- catches his eye on wanting to go um to sydney and so he approached the Ministry of Works at the time and he got granted a scholarship to go and study in Sydney, and so um, straight away I had to resign and I haven't even walked into the door of my first position. So from that point of view, um, it was already having to deal with, with big decisions. Um, I'm getting on a little bit in, in front, but while we were in in Sydney, um, we moved from um, into being our own people. We were away from all the influences. There was just two of us. We knew nobody and it was just an incredible growing year and a learning time. But um, we were introduced in particular to a a singer called Don Francisco, very old-fashioned, but one of the songs was just so meaningful to us, and it went, Love is not a feeling, it's an act of the will. Um, And um, also just this week, and it just so happened to pop into my face because I'd been thinking about this, C.S. Lewis wrote it, Love is not an affectionate feeling, but a steady wish for the loved one's ultimate good. So um, it takes um, humility and concern for the well-being of the other person to put your own pride aside and make sacrifices for their happiness. And I guess um, that's why when I look back, I see the change of two becoming one, because it is that, that it becomes the the selfish start and going into giving grows the love. It's actually that that grows it. So for us, it's love for God, love for one another, and we've seen that through time. We've been maturing. And so I guess marriage for us is a successful discipleship to each other, and, and that's what the result of serving actually is. So
4: there was four things that, um, we were going to talk about equality, uh, humility, intimacy and then reaching our potential, so four bits. And in the first on, on equality, um, I guess that, that first year um, in Sydney uh, was a year when Jeanette and I both uh, came to know a God, not know of one, um, but to know him. Um, but in, in all of that, um, I guess we began to make decisions truly together. Uh, and we make decisions together um, on big things and little things. And that doesn't necessarily, um, as I look around, uh, not everybody does that. Um, but for us, being willing to make decisions together uh, is a way in which we serve one another. And we do that on everything. Uh, we talk about everything Um, what might be insignificant details in the day. Um, You know, we have a God who wants to talk to us all the time. Um, So we understand the value of that principle, but it's something we can do uh, with one another too. And, Grikey, there's enough things as we are. um, We can be Ferraris, all right, um, and... And I'm a bit of a go-faster person, so I can skate over the top of things, um, but just being willing to share the insignificant little things is something that um, we both uh, serve one another with. And we respect one another's strong suits. Um, you know, In the end, Jeanette just had to up sticks and follow me to Sydney, and I guess we were talking you know, with, with Simon a moment ago about how um, different some of these things are today. Um, I moved around an awful lot. Um, It just meant that uh, that seemed to be life. But in the end, for Jeanette, um, that wasn't always easy to just move around the country, be apart, um, spend some significant chunks of time with little children and her managing that, uh, and me off to the next bright thing, uh, wherever it was. Um, But in doing that, um, the depth of serving one another... Um, and then doing that in a relationship with a God that we trusted. Um, and as we look back now, what an extraordinary uh, plan for our lives um, that's turned out to be. Um, and that doesn't mean it's always been uh, easy. And we um, we both do th- things that the other doesn't like. Um, I definitely don't mind at all um, cleaning toilets, washing showers, um, uh, doing w- hard work around the house doesn't doesn't bother me a bit some of that is definitely a bit of a um, pest for jeanette um, but um, we serve one another in the things that um, we can we can do well um, and there are definitely gaps she covers up for me
3: mm, like keeping tracks of keys and passports and jerseys <laughs> and um, but I'm the detailed person and he's He's the visionary, so um, that's, that's how we serve each other. Um, and it's I guess it's recognising that this, the sacrifice is actually a valuable experience, and that actually it's what creates the bonding, and it creates an environment of contentment and stability and joy. And... Um, the other thing is, in our common and we've got common interests and we've got individual interests, but we still serve within each other within those. So that um, when when Rick was um, well, for an example, um, when we lived in Ta- when we lived in tower we went to the Tawa Union Parish, and he was involved running the Sunday School for many many years. So um, even though I didn't teach as such. I served Rick doing that by gathering information, by collating it, by having um, the other teachers around for, for dinners, going out on picnics with them, whatever. So it's always being involved in each other's activities. It's never um, just a, a single thing. Um, and expectations come into, the, into relationships and I always... Um, can remember being told that when you first get married, there's not just two of you in the bed. There's actually six of you, and um, there's your mum and dad on both sides. <laughs> in the sense of, in the sense of, you bring you bring your families, um, you bring your family's expectations with you and your learnings. Yeah. <laughs> But it takes a long time to actually just become your own people, and it's working on that that actually um, and losing and losing those and becoming your own instead of your own families. Um, and I guess um, for me, Rick served by bringing a different perspective to how I saw things. Um, he pointed out things about my mum and dad that I just reversed the way I used to think. Um, and it, and I'm just so appreciative of that. Um she
4: was a feisty woman and it didn't always go so well
3: with her mum. Yeah. <laughs> so, I loved it that he <laughs> he loved my mum. <laughs> <laughs> um whereas Rick loved my mum and and I just and I just adored that that they had that such a good relationship. Um and Rick came from quite an authoritarian family and um you do what your parents say and that was it. We were not married until you finished your degree. So, um, but in the end, we grew in love by just serving into our families um, and, and that has brought us closer.
4: I just think that's just, um, particularly for those that are younger, um, as we look back now after 40-something years and all our parents have passed away, is that the, the blessing that, that six in the bed created uh, is extraordinary if you can capture um, capture that in serving one another and in, and in finding an opportunity to serve again um, the parents um, who uh, brought you into the world and I can only say that um, I don't regret um, a minute of those opportunities that um, that we had in our family to do that um, but eventually with our um Respective single parents still dragging them around um, on holidays um, with us and with our children, um, and that becomes intergenerational as well. So, as you serve um, one another um, and the parents, um, and you are serving your children, um, those become those become a legacy. Um, and and I think you know, Greg was saying earlier, you know, family. We have a God um, who wants family um, the whole notion of father is rooted in that um so it's not a it's a, it's just a, it's just a responsibility for us to stand out and for um for the world to know uh, that we're one and to do that through the tool of family and um and serving um and set thats first thing humility Jeanette
3: yeah well as is, as is it <laughs> As it's been really pointed out, we don't have perfect marriages um, because we're two imperfect people. Um, But in the end, it's how you deal with the problems that that makes the difference. Um, And in the end, um, I guess for me, I'm quite a black and white person, um, whereas Rick, he has an extraordinary... He served me by being patient to to listen and to find um, solutions and compromises always. So, um, again, that was just um, uh, that patience and that listening, that communication style is important. And so, in the end, um, we moved from having to to being getting to be able to serve. Um, it starts um, as, a, as a, almost like a, a you feel as though you're having to do things, but in the end, it turns into a joy. And that cycle turns around. Um, the more you serve, the more there's a response and the more you want to, and that actually is love. And I think
4: um, I think somebody touched on it um, earlier this morning too, is that um, we are different people and marriages aren't perfect um, and children come um, in the middle of that and your children bless you, but they also sure as heck challenge you. Um, and they challenge the relationship um, between Jeanette and I, Um, and that happens in different ways, Um, but certainly um, if you've got a child that's seriously um, testing the boundaries and moving um, in in areas that are really very hard to accommodate, then at that point you have to... um, it It really is so valuable to have a father that knows um, our hearts, and to bring that into that relationship when you work those things through um, with your children, and that does create—that's a time of, of, for us at least, it has been of extraordinary tension uh, between us and um, those red rooms. Louis, uh, um, we've <laughs> we've respectively. Um, been in those enough and I think that you know Greg and Danielle when you were sharing that earlier as well, we know what that's like um, and you might think that um, you know as that with children um, that that's a continuous blessing but it is it is a serious challenging time between the two of you and recognizing um, those differences and then serving one another um, as you hold that together.
3: So the third area was intimacy, and I guess um, for for us praying together um, was um, the main thing um, because when you pray together, you, um, you're hearing each other's hearts, and um, that actually gets down into that deeper level, and and um, hear the. Hear the intention, and 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 it's where you get aligned. Um, it's where the honesty and trust get built. Um, and for me, I guess I had an awful lot of insecurities growing through. And Rick, at that time, was my um, was my steady board. And I can remember the time thinking, at one stage, I'd love to it if I could go on Rick's sh- shirt tails to heaven. <laughs> and then I realised. Actually, it's got to be my own relationship. And that was quite an eye-opener for me and having to actually um, uh, form my own relationship. But Rick's um, uh, has just provided that um, environment, the influences into the family um, and protected and covered our household and has enabled and empowered um, us to change and to grow
4: and she does listen to me thinking out loud um, because uh, that's kind of what I do but uh, in the end I've known um, from the beginning of my time with this woman um, that that she would um, don't particularly like the word um, serve me but um that's been just something that I could rely on flawlessly, completely, um, always. Um, and to know that um, in your heart, um, and, and we can know that because we know a God um, that, that um, forgives us, that wants to love us, that we can live in love with, um, and to have that between one another, as well, just, uh, just seems to be um, unassailable. So in marriage, to have a marriage that is unassailable is an extraordinary blessing, um, and it's just a privilege.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, and sitting in there now at the end is um, reaching full potential, and in the end, um, the way that... Um, by releasing each other, it has allowed God to move and make the changes um, and that's been the whole crux really to to our maturing as a, as a becoming one um, in our marriage um, and, and um, just knowing that we've had support from each other to, to discover our own relationship with God and, and our God-given purposes. Um, in our daily life.
4: So there was just four things, and then you to finish off. We just um, in serving one another equality, um, humility, um, intimacy, uh, and then releasing one another to the full potential that um, God has in mind for each and every one of us.
3: And um, I would call that process sanctification. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
2: Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks to everyone that's speaking to giving insight into your own marriage because it's helping Simon and Emma. The Englishes.
5: Thanks for coming to our mediation. Um, what do you need help with, dear? Um, so today uh, we're going to uh, we're going to share uh, what we have learned in and through the uh, process of uh, seeking out each other's love languages. And um, for those of you who aren't aware, there's a, a book that was written by Gary Chapman called "The Five Love Languages," which covered um, uh, the uh, aspect of your uh, quality time, enjoying quality time. Uh, physical touch, um, words of affirmation, gift giving. What was the fifth one there? Acts of service. There we go. It's her favourite one. She's favourite already. And um, and and in and through this, you know, it, it, it's um, the the book itself is a tool. It's um, it's something which ultimately is there to to guide us on a on a journey of. Um, of realizing that which is naturally in us, which we we're physically drawn to. Like God knows that we have physical needs within our marriage. He knows that there are things that we um, uh, that help to um, to energize, to give, yeah, to build that relational, to build uh, that which um, which is in, intending us to be. And that's the beauty of of two people coming together. And so. Um, Emma and I, we did two pre-marriage courses. We couldn't get enough of them. We needed them. Um, <laughs> um, but we were engaged for nearly two years. Um, but that was, again, in itself, was yeah, <laughs> filling it up with pre-marriage courses. No, it was um, it was so essential in our in our maturity, our growth, um, and and in and through that, we we went on this journey of recognizing, okay. We, um, we're we coming from two very different backgrounds, two very different individuals. So so, how is it that you like to receive love and how is it that I like to receive love? But we're going to start with a story which um, actually ended with a crash and burn.
1: We were already married though, so this was afterwards we'd committed. It was for life. Um, but And I went first. The crash and burn came first for... M- no, no, you yeah you crash and burned for me, <laughs> birthday June. And there are people out here that were there, and I love you immensely, and and really grateful for the time. Like I can see now how just you know wonderful it all was, but at the time I'm like this acts of service quality time. Can you can we just spend some time together, just us? You know we're just married. It's lovely, and um. There's this surprise birthday at this restaurant, flowers, gift. I, like, came from work tired, undressed for the occasion. No one would have noticed. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the present. It's still in the bathroom. It's gorgeous. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But, you know, like, <sighs> and it's hard to say because it's really gross as well. Like, I was disappointed, and I was like, oh, cool. But, you know, now I'm like, well, cool, it was part of our process. I I was grateful and am grateful, but, um, yeah, it wasn't what I was hoping for maybe and expecting. But then, oh, my God. So that was an effort fail on his part. But then, hey, it's August and it's Simon's birthday. Hey, how about a picnic rug on the lounge room floor with a beautiful array of tapas and a really nice movie for us to spend that quality time together? He's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Where's my party? <laughs> like, haven't you planned anything? This is rubbish. So that was learning.
5: And I think that was it. It was that coming to that realisation that we can, we can give uh, of, of the love languages that come natural to us, as what some others have shared today. And then there's actually there's the receiving differently. <laughs> there's actually the way in which we, we actually take that time to to press into, to engage, to be intimate with one another so that we can actually come to the place of knowing what really is the, the love language of each other. And so um, really that that for us came through that journey of, of discovering what each other works by active communication.
1: And it didn't happen overnight because even my birthday last year... <laughs> It was a Sunday and everyone was here and it was, you know, I'm beyond that now. Cool, I can spend time with people, it's amazing. But there's a cake. I I don't like cake. (laughs) This year I got a pile of savouries, it was wonderful.
5: My wife likes pie. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So this is, it's, it's a, it's a continual, it has been a continual journey of that. Um, to this day, we're only married seven years and I'm expecting there'll be heaps more that we discover, but isn't that the beauty of our relationship with God as well and the purpose for that, that walking out, that, that intentional uh seeking and, um and, and that's it. Like I think when, when we had that big, we had a big blow up argument over it because it was, you know, it. What, what on earth does this does this mean for future birthdays, and what does this mean for for what for what's to come? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And so we 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 consciously then made that decision, right? Okay, to get to know one another. It takes us to actively listen to what each other is saying, actively um, go after that. And and so I, I'm not allowed to surprise Emma ever now. You know. She she gets <laughs> what it is. She hates surprises, and she also hates cake. So just remember that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we we invest into um, one another because we know it will bear meaningful truth into each other's spiritual and physical walk. And um, an example of this is you know is when a, a word of encouragement. So I I, I am someone who who um, who, who who enjoys uh, words of encouragement and and even in that in itself has has evolved um, when I was young I, l- I just loved the appreciation I loved the um, the, re- the receiving of, of of that built my own confidence and and so forth but the the beauty of that now is that I'm in a place in an intimacy with God where my confidence comes from him my assurance comes from him and so I'm not reliant upon that from Emma, and yet what um, happened recently with those of, w- of what, um, you know, I've, I've, um, uh, I'm have i in the film industry now, and, and with that can can mean some uh, a number of weeks away, uh, which leaves Emma and, and Olive um, to, to to hold the Ford at home, and um, Emma, this is really Emma's story, yeah. but I'll share it.
1: I'm sure you <laughs> passed that over, I didn't want to keep riffing it out of his hands. Um I don't know, I can't, Simon was back and after a season of being away and I can't remember what I was whinging about, but I was just kind of praying to God sort of whingingly, <laughs> like just before nodding off to bed, like why, why, and he just said to me, and what are you grateful for? And straight away, like Simon had already fallen asleep, he was there and I was like, I'm so grateful for Simon, like he's just been away for seven weeks and I know that we kind of look—I I kind of look like the great guy because I'm holding the fort and you know keeping the child from dying and all the rest of it. But he's away from us as well. Like he's—he's he's actually working hard. He's um, not isolated because you know the uh, website is fantastic. He's LinkedIn and he comes back with amazing stories, which is awesome about how God is at work in him. But um, yeah, I was just really grateful for him and what he was off doing for us. And remembered that he likes words of affirmation. <laughs> he might also like sleep, but not as much as he likes words of affirmation. <laughs> I've decided. But I, I just felt really prompted to just say it like, baby, I, I am really grateful for you. And like, I feel like it was an amazing moment. He didn't really remember it the next morning, but. <laughs> But just remembering, because that so doesn't come naturally from me as well. I'm like this, I don't need to, I don't need to, hear. or sometimes, like, it's really funny, I really do like to hear it sometimes, just to ground you and know that, oh yeah, what I am doing is good for some, something. But I don't need to hear it, and, and I sure as hell don't like saying it, because it's like, you don't, I don't like to be a part of puffing people up either, but I realise that that's not what it is for him, it's actually filling the tank of him knowing he's loved, and I think that's the difference, so.
5: Yeah, and just to to go on top of that, it's it's, I hear God's voice through my spouse, as I'm sure you know is the case for for others as well. And so, in that place of my wife affirming me, my my wife encouraging me in that, I hear the voice of God saying, "You're on the right track. You're doing the right thing for your family. You're you're providing. You're you're in a position in which I'm allowed to work." In and through you, through the experiences, through the testimony of what you are—you um, are being a part of when you're on the film set or when you're dealing with difficult actors or whatever it may be—it's—it's a—it's a—it's a, a conscious knowing that your your spouse is feeding is is build, building into you. And perfect example through intimacy, through that engagement, which was just um, phenomenal. So, you know, ultimately, um, it's just sort of within. Within that, the context of life, within the knowing of the busyness and and everything that that goes on with that, you know, it is it's important not to lose sight of what helps to empower and release your spouse to be the person that Christ designed them to be. We've heard so much about how you know we're not to to be you know anchored to to one another. We're not to be holding on to another one another, but releasing. And and leading each other in, into into Christ and into oneness, and and through the discovery of each other's love languages, um, it's it's really um, it's really assisted. It's really built us to to that place uh, that place of um, of coming to know Him, coming to know His heart, and and being released into what He's designed us for. So these are outworked actively through serving one another um, in this way, and so. Even if it's something that doesn't come naturally to you, it's important to, to step into the um, uh, the act of uh, whatever love language it is, um, and and in the process of, of the um, of the giving, there is uh, there's life to be had, and and for both Emma and I, you know, we've we're the fruit has really produced unity. Um, between us, and it's um, pro- produced a, a freedom um, I- in our marriage from from one another, um, in in the most healthiest um, respect. Amen.
2: <laughs> Very good. Uh, Emma, I guess that sucked. Your group running the uh, the life group challenge, then having a cheesecake, did it? I was just thinking about that. We'll have to arrange that with With a okay, all right. Jesse, Josh, Jesse. Is Jesse? Where's your
6: Jesse? All right. Well, okay. She's gonna come up. Better come up. Yay! Come on up. Well, well, well. So we we're three years in. So we're only spring chickens in this this whole marriage game. And um, I guess we've we've come a long way. We've learnt a whole bunch. Um, I came with a lot of bits and pieces um, off the world, you know. I came with hurt and jealousy and all these things that I kind of just chucked in the back pocket and jumped into the relationship and and came to realize that that can't continue like that you know where where certain things would would maybe rack me up or or I would shut down and not share or whatever it was um, as we came to, to to know God more we started realizing that it can't you can't have both i can't i can't be <laughs> separate with some things and wholehearted with other things. I can't expect to to get you know, have a relationship with Jesse but keep things from Jesse. It didn't really work like that. So so yeah, we've we've kind of learnt learnt a lot through through that kind of stuff.
7: Um also we were asked to talk about how we keep the romance alive. So with a three month old, well, you know, it's we're still learning. <laughs> um it's quite funny, it just when, when Greg asked us to talk about that specific thing as well, it was I really found myself like reflecting and I can't remember the last time that uh Josh and I went out on a date to go out for dinner in the movies like we used to do when we were a lot younger. Um, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lots younger. <laughs> Three years ago. <laughs> Three years ago. <laughs> um but it changes, and we just go with it. And, I, like, we had our third-year anniversary, and Kirkham, out offered to look after Elliot while, you know, we went out for dinner. And it just didn't happen. It just didn't work out. And so I just – I was – because I was really tossing. I'm like, oh, you know, like, oh, it's going to be hard. You know, she's being – she's having a growth spurt and all this kind of stuff. So um, she's all cluster feeding and that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, you know what I'd really love is just to get takeaways and sit on the couch and watch a movie together. And for that, at that particular time, that was awesome. And that was really cool that we were both at the same place. You know, we, we didn't have expectations of we've got to dress up and go out for dinner um, and things like that. So so that was really cool that we were, were able to come at that same place with no, you know, huge high expectations Um, but we had an awesome date at home with our little girl. Um, So that was really cool. And just some some other things of how, like practical things of how we uh, keep the romance alive or uh, the things that that I really appreciate that Josh does for me. Um, This week he came home and on his way home he called me and he's like, my love, I'm going to cook tonight. And I was like... Yes, awesome, you know, it's just those little things where I've had like a long day with Elliot at home and then he just comes and he's like, you know what, I'll cook. And I just thought that is so awesome and I so, so appreciate that. Um, yeah, and so that was probably just one very recent thing that happened this week.
6: Yeah, I guess um, previously I I learnt, I thought it was all about um, or how I experienced giving off my love to Jesse was through gifts, through buying things, through you know, giving her nice jewellery or whatever it was, um, and that kind of, <laughs> I've I've come to realise that that's not actually what she she enjoyed. You know, I wouldn't see her wearing the necklace or, or the ring bangle, and I'd be like, <laughs> what's going on? You know, was it not what she wanted? Was it? But realising that um, the true, you know, what she actually really wanted from me was my time and my, you know, the Sitting down and talking with her, and sharing with her, and listening to her, and um, and going through all the different bits and pieces, which is cool. It's all part of it, and um, that wasn't necessarily what I thought was love. You know, I didn't realise that sitting down because I'm I'm a real. We, we've learnt about the whole. Do you want to share about the the colours of personalities and stuff about the? Nah, okay, don't worry about that. But yeah, yeah.
7: So I'll just say, like, I know what he's saying. And um, and and it's and for me to say to him, like, um, he really appreciates, like, uh, serving. And so when he comes home to a nice clean house, not that that's every day, but, you know, I do try because I know that he will truly, genuinely appreciate it. Um, and so for me, that's me showing how I really care and appreciate for Josh and just how he's learnt that I just... Love sitting down and just talking, or spending time together. For me, that's really valuable. And um, some other things that we we like to do is um, we go to the beach and walk with the dog, and take Elliot, and then go out for lunch. You know, it's not necessarily a, um, going out in the evening, but you know, we just we work with it, and um, we really just love that and and spending time together, and yeah. Things like that.
2: Thanks, guys. said little things, eh? The little things that we can do. Uh, okay, Paul and Amby the last, last guys, and uh, we'll have this. We, we've um, run out of time. So just the thought is, if you have questions, could you email them to us, um, and then we'll attempt to answer them, and maybe get the um, the people that we're going to be on the panel, maybe to even meet up and have coffee, and then those people can talk just face to face.
8: Uh, that's on about a size 84 font, and I can, and with these glasses, I can see it clearly from here. <laughs> can you? I'm, I flew in from Oz. About got home about half past one this morning, and took off about three o'clock Thursday morning. So I'm feeling a bit jaded. So, can I get you guys to do something for me? Can you all just stand up for a moment? Stick your hand out. And say, "Help him, Jesus." <laughs> Go on, you. Yeah. Have a stretch, body up, and then let's get into it. Um, you know, I, I hope it's been fun listening to people and uh, and hearing the different aspects and things of speaking into lives, and it, it was really great uh, to see a lot of people here this morning. But I hope you can hear the the seriousness of this. Because there's an eternal aspect in all of this, that God's at work within our hearts because of his eternal purpose, that we're one with him. And the, the the life of a marriage, it's a prophetic demonstration of the ultimate, which is oneness and unity with him. So the whole marriage thing is there for us to grow and have him revealed within us. You know, and I just made a quick note while I was listening to the speaking. You know, it's it's character, the character of Christ over our personality. You know, it's a great book, uh, helped save our marriage, called Your Personality Tree by Florence Latour, But even that, and the right understanding of it, it's not the personality that's the issue, it's the character of Christ that's formed in. That will trump, and then the personality will express that. But he's looking for the development of that character, and that's, we've been asked to speak about... Um, about speaking life into each other and you know how how we go about doing that and it really can only come of speaking life if you're in life and have life and I know that for us that there's been a huge transformation in the last particularly the last few years because of uh, a change you know that, that right at the start of the singing that there's a dance I I'll speak from, from me. I know there's there's um parts of this that Anne's walked as well, but I'll speak from my perspective that you talk there's a dance I was doing, you talk at the start about a pen. Yeah, you know, we'll look for a different way. It's called the it's called interdependence. It's the interdependence. dance. You're dancing around it, trying to find a different way, there's no other way but what Greg did before. You know, um, that to lie down, to humble yourself before the Lord, Daniel is beautiful. He will lift up the humble, and he's able to work that character within you when you're in the pen and hum- So that life must be formed within you before you've got any hope of speaking that life to anyone else. And I know for me, that it was a lot of external conformity, trying to to make Christ happen. A lot of information and trying to make that happen. You know, one thing that we said early in our marriage when we realised that well, it is not working the way it's supposed to. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Get with the game. Clearly there's a problem so I'll explain to you how it's going to work. <laughs> yes. Yes. <Yeah. laughs> That's why we had this prayer at the start. (laughs) Help him, Jesus. (laughs) And I did. I really need it. I really need it. I mean, how's this going to work? And because it's part of this personality thing, but no character of Christ formed within, you know, I'll only operate the way I know how, which is outside the pen. Looking at the pen, got all the information, all that stuff, starting to get the information. I'll tell you how to make scrambled eggs. I mean... (laughs) Who needs to be taught how to make scrambled eggs? Crying out loud. <laughs> the guy who's looking for his independence to assert his authority, to force I wouldn't have put it this way, I wouldn't understand it, but to force somebody into submission. That's hardly speaking life into somebody, but I could never speak life. I don't know what's the right answer to that one. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lovely dress, and no, it doesn't. <laughs> 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 but I had no, ho- no hope. There's no way I could speak life to Anne, because life wasn't being formed in me. I was a baby. How can I speak like this? <laughs> now, grow up, get off the milk, face up to the reality of who I am. Gosh, it was embarrassing. so embarrassing now, but isn't Father amazing? His grace covers us that we may come to know him, that we can demonstrate this life beside each other, you know, and the ability to be humble enough to listen and hear God speaking through Anne. I love her name. Her name's Dorothy Anne. It means God's precious gift, and she really is. So this whole thing of speaking life to each other has become so much more rich for us. And I've got to say, it's through a time of me being on my face and broken before God, allowing him to speak and, and find on what foundation are you built on, your knowledge or just simply on me. So that there's some things that we do that we guard jealously. We, we guard our Saturday morning jealously. It's a time we're quite busy with stuff during the weeks. It's during the week but to, to guard Saturday morning It's the time I like to get up. I do a cook breakfast, set up the sunroom and I like going to um Costello's cafe. And um m- maybe there's a bit of Scott and me or something. I sit, we sit down and have it and go, twenty two dollar breakfast that <laughs> 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 yeah, would <what> I cook. <laughs> so anyway, one thing I did here this morning I need to probably keep ten bucks in my pocket. So, you know, it's 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 that time to share. It's a time that I couldn't sit no, I'll explain like but <laughs> I'll give myself into trouble. <laughs> <laughs>
9: but maybe few for, for me.
8: Anyway. So so it's a, this time to um it's a time where we've got time and we make time where what's what's been on your plate, during you know, during this week pass
9: um, At first, I didn't really enjoy the getting up for breakfast Saturday morning because I wanted to stay in bed. He's an early bird, I'm not. I'm, I'm not a late bird or an early bird. I'm in the middle of the day, or I just don't fit in that box. <laughs> so for me to get up and have that breakfast was a bit of a struggle at first. I wasn't very submissive, I was going... And I know what he's going to ask. He's going to, okay, what's God been doing with you this week? And, you know, he was intentional. I was struggling. I, we took, the very thing Greg's talking and uh, asked us to talk about, speak life over one another, it's growing in me. If I'm really honest, it's growing in me. Because I came from a background that was very negative, um, I didn't get encouragement as I grew up. I didn't hear that. That wasn't a culture I came from. But the culture I'm in now, kingdom culture, is encouragement. So we sit down and we say, we don't just, this was something we came to very early in, ma- in our marriage, honey, we need to talk about this. Yeah, we are talking, he'd say. I'd say, no, talk That's about it. But we've, over the years we've learnt to talk about things. It's about having your heart, having ears. Because Christ has ears for our hearts and we need to hear his heart in it. It's a two-way communication. Not talked at, it's talked with. So Saturday mornings is us touching base Where are you at in God? What's God been speaking to you about? How about we pray about this? And it's just a time of, um, it's about the food, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to get each Saturday morning. But it's about us communicating with each other in a like-minded way. Because very early in our marriage, why do we do this? It's because we want to be the model to our children. We didn't know these things we've changed quite a culture from both of our families. Paul has come from a very regimental culture. I've come from a um, negative, um, very functional um, background. So for us, we we came together as one to break those cultures, un- subconsciously. But w- who are we? was a question we often would ask without even realising. So to... Being intimate with our Heavenly Father meant we were intimate with each other also. What is really going on? Because in the times of tough times, um, teenagers, don't say no more, that's not easy time. Teenagers, we would always say to each other, they're not our enemy, the situation's not going to control us, but we'll stick together. So why Do we speak encouragement? Is to keep on keeping on.
8: The um, early, very early on, when we had an an understanding impasse. (laughs) (laughs) Do you love me? Mm, Well, I'm committed. You know, so we, we've <laughs> we've we've learned to be very committed to each other, but it's true. Do I love? Do I love it? I don't know. Right now, I'm not feeling all the gushy stuff. <laughs> not, no hearts and roses floating around my ears at the moment. But I'm committed. I'm committed to finding what this is really about. So in this whole journey and this uh, discovery, and again, I'll talk about what's happened here, is This this breaking uh, of my heart to allow him. To build me, that I'm built on the foundation of Jesus Christ and the revelation of him and him alone within me, that I might speak of the life that's been revealed to me, not just head knowledge but something that he's revealing to me, and in that I'll share with Anne hum just been reading this during the week or on the on the train. Have a look at this this chapter. And these verses it's amazing what the Lord's showing, what Father's speaking to me about let's talk see what you get and I might get mm. back all that mm. is going to do for me is reveal when I look in the mirror do I see dimly or do I see more brightly the reflection of the character of Christ formed in me or do I still see this is why the speaking of the life is so important will I just see a reflection of me in the mirror again which which is showing me that 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 development of Christ in me is not actually progressing or maturing, or the same in, for Anne. And so we encourage each other. And it's a if I can be an open and honest before God about how I'm growing in Him, I can then speak far more life to Anne to say, "Hun, I know, I know that you're you're greater than this right now. I'm not your enemy. I'm for you. I'm with you in this, hun." Have a look at these verses. See what God's saying. And so it's encouraging because I know and I'm watching and I'm seeing and change before my eyes. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I won't won't go on because it's getting quite late, but it's just been a real blessing and a privilege to be here this morning with so many. You know, we're not at some seminar, some conference where you're going to end up buying books and CDs to go away and yeah. We're all here to hear words of life, of, of living testimony of who Christ is and what he's doing in all of your hearts for those who are humble and bow down before him in order to receive, that you too may grow and continue to grow in maturity. Thanks.
2: So just the email, info at the Rock dot org nz if you do have questions just email them we can go from there and uh, either do that via email or in person um, thanks for for coming out I'm sorry we, we couldn't get to that today but the next one um I'm, it'll be in October and so that'll be looking at wholeheartedness and then how you uh, what does that look like with children and family and so I encourage everyone to come out to that and receive so have an awesome day um, we'll see you tomorrow morning and um, I hope you've received a nugget, at least one nugget that can help on your journey. Thanks, guys.